Clubhouse. Welcome to Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home with your hosts, Beth Kushnick and Caroline Daly. Welcome to Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home with Beth Kushnick. You'll realize I am not Caroline Daly. No, no, no. I am producer Mike. I'm stepping in for Caroline this week because we have an interesting topic, the bachelor pad. Hey, Beth, how are you doing? Good, Mike. Glad to have you, especially for this topic. Right. I, I mean, I, we often joke there's a lot of outtakes people don't hear where I chime in and then we usually cut it out because I sound like a Muppet. And, <laughs> you know, I, I chime in often. I try and make you guys laugh, but I'm, I'm a behind the scenes guy. But one of the very first conversations you and I and Caroline had going way back when we first started talking about decorating this set, we were getting ready to do the bedroom episode. And I chimed in about the fact that I had like a bed in the bag and that I live largely, I'm a 43 year old man now, but I live largely like I did now that I am single again. Uh, I live largely like I did like in my college days. And I, I don't think that it's unusual uh, for men, especially coming out of a long marriage or a long relationship who now find themselves single, to have to kind of face the idea of, well, how do I decorate my apartment? How do I decorate my space? And make it appealing so maybe you won't be single for long. There's a balance there. You don't want to immediately go out and start hanging animal heads everywhere. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. And moving in like hard mahoganies, you know, throwing <laughs> everything else out. But 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 also has to probably reflect your personality, I guess. You know, like the things that if you're just decorating for yourself or largely for yourself, that I imagine that's a very different approach than you would take if you were decorating with a couple or a family. Before we get into your experience doing this on set, what are some of like the big differences when you've done like private clients uh, in uh, the big differences that you see in how a single person uh, we're, we're going to be talking about single men here because that's the traditional bachelor pad. But anyone who's living by themselves has different concerns than someone who's living with a family or in a couple situation. Are, are there some like bright line differences you can highlight before we kind of get sure. into it? Sure. It's sometimes actually easier to be decorating with one person's needs in mind, then you don't become the third wheel between a couple, which is very uh, difficult thing. It's a very difficult thing for, for a decorator in, in private client world, you know, not to take the side of either the man or the woman too much. So I actually enjoy it because I feel that whoever I work with as a single person is engaging my services because they trust me. You know, once we seem to quickly get on the same page, it's kind of more of a, you know, I, I pass things by my client and it's not as detail oriented and they're trusting me to give them a look. They also can use my character driven sets, you know, in the past that they might know of to say, I want my apartment to look like Will Gardner's apartment in The Good Wife. You know, I, I tend to have that kind of immediate 
character background and communication. And, you know, we've talked about this before in terms of what's the character's backstory. A lot of single people tend to use their home and really live in it more in the evenings and on the weekends. Now, of course, that's changed during COVID. So it's kind of been interesting to get the male perspective of more of the bachelor pad, now work pad, be at home pad all the time. During the pandemic, I've actually heard from a, a lot of men, you know, wanting to up the ante because they're realizing this isn't just a short-term rental, but it's more becoming where they do everything in their life. Right. And and in some ways, it's even more exacerbated if you're living alone because because you you may need more distractions because there's not other people necessarily to talk to you like i'm here all day by myself i'm working from home i'm playing from home i'm podcasting from home but and it's just me and a cat you know i my my (laughs) son is here you know about partially but it's you know he's not here all the time so it's generally kind of by myself so i need i need a home that's set up to not only be comfortable and functional, but also to have places that I can like entertain myself and keep myself from going crazy uh, during this time now. You know, it makes me think immediately that one of the most important decor issues for you and others in your situation. Oh, I, that makes me seem like a teen mother <laughs> of my situation. Oh, Lord. Oh, that's no, taking no, me to no, the no, clinic. No. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I mean, you said I'm working from home, I'm sleeping here, I'm by myself. I mean, I'm in the same boat too. But one thing that's really making me happy is daylight. You know, this time change today that we're recording and, you know, to come in in the spring, it really can be, uh, you know, a, a, a great help to your mood, but also to your, to your home, to your interior. And, you know, I think one of the most important things that bachelors or single people skip on are certain elements of decor. And it's not a matter of needing, you know, the highest end furniture. But again, like this is a perfect opportunity where in my work, I do a lot of that high, low situation. You know, there are certain pieces that are important. A sofa is important. The TV and, and the size of the TV and the distance, you know, of which there are real life calculations for seeing those 54 inch and above TVs in a teeny space is not good on your eyes people not good right and and i imagine i mean especially your your stereotypical guy setting at home you know when we did the living room episode orientation of the room and and how you divvied up the room and, and how you set up the space for traffic and and the seating uh, facing each other w- was very specific and not necessarily TV oriented. I-, I would imagine most guys, especially, are going to orient their living room towards their entertainment, their their big TV or their video game systems. Yeah. W- what kind of what kind of things should we be looking out for? Uh, what kind of things should we be avoiding? You know, for me, I want a big squishy couch that's really super comfortable. But I imagine there are other men who are maybe choosing sleek and high style over maybe comfort. What what are some like pitfalls that I, I should avoid and, and things that I definitely want to invest in if I'm going to be the one using it mostly? It really starts out with how big a space you're living in. 
if you're living in a New York City small apartment, you're probably going to tend to be doing everything, eating, even falling asleep and or watching TV all in one room. To me, it depends on how much time you're going to be where and what you, you know, what kind of comfort zone you want to create. A lot of people I know love to watch TV in their bedroom and in their living room and in their kitchen. Uh, I, I think with what's happened to all of us, we're kind of living our lives binge watching. And I, I would spend the money on the electronics, on the electronics setup. I think it can be frustrating to try to do that on your own. Right now, I'm having a seriously difficult time watching my Academy videos with my current TV setup. I don't, I don't know why, for some reason, of course, this season when I'm here right. to be doing that of all times, it's not working. But I would say you're going to spend on electronics and maybe on one or two primo pieces of furniture. And I would say those are a sofa and a bed. And maybe not even you know, a headboard and a bed frame, but more on a mattress that will provide you with a good night's sleep and that you're comfortable on. You know, now it's easier to go into stores and try those out. I do recommend that if it's possible. If not, you know, there are so many shopping choices online and the ability to return items. I think one of the hardest things my uh, single clients have is a concept of planning, not only a floor plan, but just the whole plan of how to execute what they might need, where do they purchase, how does it get delivered. These are usually things, you know, they're they're not focused on. So first of all, I encourage any questions on my Instagram uh, at Beth Kushnick, and I'll, I'm happy to help any of you. Recently, I'd say that I've gotten more questions from single people and from males in particular. I also found that that was the case during The Good Wife and The Good Fight when I was doing a lot of office settings. If we go back to our offices, or even if your office is in your home, there come a lot of questions, you know, the right desk chair to me would be another higher expense I would put into spending a lot of time in your desk chair. I mean, I, yeah. I when I first moved home, I was using a folding chair because no I didn't good. have, I didn't have a good office chair. And then I, you know, after just a couple of weeks, I was really feeling it and I, I had to go out and, and spend money and, and invest in something that had some lumbar support and wasn't anything I had ever really considered or thought about, but now mm-hmm. spending you know, maybe t- 10, 12 hours in a chair during the day. It's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's one of those considerations you definitely have to think about. As well as, you know, all the other things that we've been reviewing in terms of your health and well being during pandemic life. You know, it, it is easy to get stuck sitting at your desk for the whole day. You've got to take breaks, mm-hmm. got to have air, got to walk around. I can't tell you how, like, it, it, how many people in the last really month or now celebrating a year in pandemic. Uh, yesterday was, was a year that I was uh, sent home from the pilot that I was working on, which is 
kind of shocking. It's crazy. It's crazy. That it's a year, but at the same time, there's this. It, we're hitting a year, which is a, 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 a totality of depression because you see, especially on things like Facebook or yes. you know, people where there are reminders where people had timeline comments from last year and now yes, the anniversary. Exactly. You know, it's really weird to. It's bizarre to be reliving that, but there is this sense of renewal coming because i think it is spring because you know, when we're recording this it, we've sprung forward now and mm-hmm. i woke up this morning and sunlight was coming in on my face and it was warm even it's it's cold as hell out right now but it was warm feeling and and it felt for the first time in a long time like maybe it's not all hopeless <laughs> yeah i agree i agree and and in any state that you're living in in any environment this is the time to start just giving yourself little doses of vitamin D and walking outside and just trying to have that positive moving forward kind of situation. It also is usually a time of year that people do move, actually, you know, trying to get settled by the summer, whether they have kids or not. You know, the thing I would recommend about either moving into a new place or finally feeling that you can come out from under enough to work on your own place, I do subscribe to certain things for more of a bachelor pad. I use chunkier furniture, big square sofas and things that are more uh, applicable to someone who's lying down on them and tall. And, and, and a bit of a masculine feel, though, too. Yes. Right? Maybe, maybe not yeah. so much floral patterns, but, uh, you know, more solid colors, uh, maybe a hardier, or even maybe like a leather. Exactly. I have found what I gravitate to for those sets or those spaces are things that, you know, reinforce the masculine, but still have a certain lightness to them. I often use and did use in the Will Gardner set, a lot of dory pillows, you know, they're, they're throw pillows that kind of look like old rugs. You know, they have color to them and they have texture and a certain style. I also use, I tend to use what's you know, kind of classic is a lot of black and white, you know, with certain warmer colors thrown in. I use heavier pieces, whether it's a lighting fixture, you know, I tend to look for some quirky items. What Will Gardner had for his whole tenure was this, believe it or not, a a little mini wine rack that was made out of metal and just an antique piece. And I had these wood bowling pins uh, uh, stacked on them. And it was this bizarre combination. Uh, You know, it was probably me at the very last minute running for something that would be my be-all, end-all on a coffee table. And it just stuck with him. We, We would travel with it to whatever set was his and not use it for any other character. Now, you actually made a comment that stuck with me at the very top of this episode that I want to come back around to because you said, keep your design in mind so that you're not forever living by yourself, if that's your goal. And so I I just wanted to come back around to that because I think there... 
men left to their own devices, especially if they're having their first taste of single life and freedom in a while, uh, either because maybe they've just recently finished college and they're having their first their first living on their own uh, sensation in their 20s, or if they're in their 40s and they've come out of marriage and now they're single and they have to mm-hmm. kind of explore this world. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I think we also have to probably caution against going too far that we don't want it to be pictures of naked women hanging on the walls <laughs> and and particle board walmart furniture everywhere and, and your you mind know. michael what your mind is going to no you're you're totally right growing, well, gro- so here's a great example growing up uh you know my parents got married in 1970 my parents house that i grew up in had a very 70s feeling shag carpet velvet wallpaper you know my father had this eagle that was uh it was an outline of an eagle in gold thread that was stitched to a velvet background like a fluffy velvet background in a gaudy gold frame and it hung in their bedroom my entire childhood and then you know what i must have found it in a thrift store because i used it on my ed burns show bridge and tunnel no lie i i swear <laughs> i maybe it was a whole thing but i remember thinking to myself he had to have bought that when my mother wasn't around. There's no way I could have. It was even on his side of their bedroom. But I always thought to myself, even as a kid, there's no way my mother sanctioned that purchase. Maybe she has put up with it, but it always felt like something that was definitely bought, left to his own devices. You know, I, I think we want to caution guys, if you're going to entertain ladies or if you're going to have friends over, you don't want it to be so masculine, so testosterone-fueled that you are, are it almost comes off as off-putting. It may be very comfortable for you, but you may have people coming over to the space and you want to make your guests feel comfortable also. Two things. First of all, we don't want to get any fan mail from uh, how specific how specific we're being male versus female. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're being you know, we're falling within these lines, but we are a, a full service provider for, you know, any and all definers. So the thing is that it's hard to picture this maybe in COVID, but I will talk about it in terms of what you see on TV and what we're all going to hope for in the future. Let's talk about your onset experience, because I think there's probably a big design you know, I think people think bachelor pad in their most stereotypical sense. They think of the Hugh Hefner, right? That mm-hmm. that real swinging singles 50s vibe. That was really where the whole idea of the bachelor pad came from was that, you know, very kind of dapper, suave ladies man feeling to it. Not not necessarily the schlubby guy. But there is also a bit of a lonely and sad vibe, though, to it also. Those are the stereotypical things you associate with a bachelor pad. But I think your career has spanned, and in your time, you have done bachelor pads that span the personality types of of men. You know, you have uh, the single men of, like, maybe Weekend at Bernie's that maybe have a more frat vibe versus your Will Gardner, which is more of a high-end vibe, or or mm-hmm. and then you have your Howard Stern, which is a masculine and maybe a little ostentatious, but very unique feeling, though, too. Those are all very different vibes. Well, what's come out of it now is really the vibe of the man cave versus the bachelor pad versus the she shed 
all these things have taken on a life of their own as a, another potential room, your movie theater in larger homes. And the funny thing is that the home decor industry has definitely moved with that. There's little sayings that you can hang on the wall for man cave or a home bar, you know, that's a whole entire room or floor of somebody's house. Part of it is represented, I think, by some either very traditional vibes or, you know, extremely modern and high tech more man caves or bachelor pads tend to go to the high-tech doors that open with remote controls and lights that go on and off with remotes and shades that are motorized. So Fireplaces that come on with a button. Yep. All of that is great when you have other places in the home, and usually those are in the home of couples or families. But the small apartments that you're coming home to as a single guy that you can't necessarily paint or alter, they need some consideration. That's where I would spend money on window treatments for your comfort, making the place feel like it's been dressed to a higher level, you know, than just keeping the plastic mini blinds that come with the rental. God, Lord knows I know. I I know. (laughs) I know. I would also, again, think about floor coverings. You know, a lot of these places are apartment buildings and they require by the lease that a lot of the floor is covered. Now, again, you know, thinking about curtains, thinking about rugs, thinking about even sofas or mattresses, you could be doing a high-low look or even just a low look, a low look in terms of what you have to spend to make it feel cozy just for you, regardless of if you're going to have someone else, you know, share some time with you together. I, you know, a lot of bachelors I know invest in having someone clean their apartment. Right. I think that's almost more important than the decor. I think for yourself, it's important to think about, do you ever want to cook in your apartment? Because that does make your house feel like a home. The time that you're spending there, I know it's hard to motivate people to do that if it's just at night and really you're coming home to watch TV and rest. And some artwork. I I see more bachelor pads made up of let's say a certain vendor's a setup. Like, like I bought everything from Pottery Barn, you yes. know, like something yes. like that. I just went in and bought the entire setup and then put that showroom into my apartment. Exactly. People do that all the time. It's funny because I think they tend to get a female salesperson oh, my I, God, yeah. or, or designer. And I, I, you know, you guys have to be a little more discerning, you know, I know it's easier when it all comes from one place. The first thing I would consider is, okay, let's get it from two or three places. That's a good rule. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, just so you immediately break that vibe of, 
oh, did that section of the showroom end up in your living room? Right. I am a very stereotypical guy when it comes to like clothes shopping. I don't like being in stores for a very long time. So uh, while I'm hesitant to use the word settling, my patience is thin when it comes to those kinds of things. And so I think I think as much as maybe you have the female show person, and I think that's definitely a thing who convinces you to buy the entire uh, show floor and you just put it in your living room. I think it's also a little bit of settling. You, the idea, the feeling of wanting to go in and be done as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's important probably to fight that urge. So I like the rule of making sure you, your room is going to be filled out by multiple stores. You know, put that in your head as something that you're committed to doing. It'll keep you from settling. Not all on the same day, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, give yourself two or three weekends or one evening and two weekends to settle up what what you like. Go to three places and do your orders You could try to schedule their delivery for the same day. If not, no biggie. You know, we're all sitting at home waiting for something to be delivered. But I do think you should try to keep in your head that nothing should force you. When bad artwork gets purchased and hung just to have something on the walls. I mean, honestly, I have a all white apartment and I have very few pieces of artwork. I have a great view, but I do have very few pieces of artwork. You know, those are things that can be developed over time. You see a piece you like, you get it. You know, it just, I would say also, it's really good to think about not having to have it all done immediately. Another place I would spend money on and have seen my clients want to do that is on linens. Just something that will take the wear and tear of constant use and probably not enough laundry. But, you know, you could always invest in two or three sets of sheets. So, so just to be clear, you you say bed in a bag is a bad idea for adult men, right? And so let, let's so that grown men is that should a serious have... question, Michael. <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, I, I've so I've been through your influence and Caroline's influence. I've moved on to purchasing separate comforters and blankets and sheets of a higher quality and making my night a more comfortable sleep. Very good. And, and, and it's, it made a difference. It does it on top of making me feel more like an adult, but it's actually a, it's actually a big comfort improvement. I think one of the things with investing in, and it's just, this is a good reminder for single men who maybe don't think about their comfort and how it may affect their life. Something like being told to go invest in your bedding. What does that look like? Right? Because, because, because you go to a lot of stores, stores and it is packaged in a way where you either have to know really what you're looking for or take the most basic option let's stick with bedding let's stick with uh fabrics uh uh, with thread count and and bedding and sheets what are what are some of the buzzwords that men should be looking for if they're going out now and they don't have a friend or or just another set of eyes to well here's your set decorator right by your side to help you guys take bed in a bag off your shopping list the 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 quality (laughs) okay but but also but like i shouldn't be getting just like 50 thread count sheets i don't even know if that's a thing that's possible what does a thread count mean like what is that like uh, what does that translate into thread counts translate into into softness here's the thing the bed in the bag is a budgetary item you know it's a it's a low budget item and listen some people might be looking for that low budget item or 
I'll tell you, I've even had the frustration of finding the pattern of the comforter that I really love. It happens to include bed in the bag, you know, full thing. Right. It comes with more than you necessarily want. Exactly. So uh, plenty of times I've purchased, you know, medium to lower budget linens. You can feel them when you're in the store. You can put your fingers on them. Or I order from kind of an everyday basic, but I read reviews. There are a lot of linens that are reviewed out there. And and a lot of big box stores carry linens. Uh, some of the higher end stores are doing their own linen line. You know, I might take something out of that bed in the bag, whether it's the shams or the comforter, but I might buy something else softer that's going to touch my skin every night, like sheets, pillowcases, a blanket, or a different kind of comforter, and you use the bed in the bag comforter as an additional or end of the bed. One thing that guys appreciate that I've designed for them is, uh, and we've talked about these uh, really long pillows that are now being used on beds. So you know, for anyone who's a massive pillow hater, that, that as in throw pillow hater, of which, you know, that tends to be uh, a thing for certain people. They take up so much room on the bed, Beth. They take up so much room, all those pillows. I, why do you need so many pillows? I actually agree with you. But I do love these really long and low, you know, they're not massive, big squares of european shams and euro shams but they're just like one long straight pillow they tend to have a more ethnic fabric something woven it's a it's a really easy way and a cost-effective way to make your bed look immediately cool sharp done and it's one pillow to take off and put back on when you've decorated rooms, either for clients or let's let's use Will uh, Gardner because you know he he was a professional, you know, and and so uh, at least I identify, I think, with that that level of style, you know, mm-hmm. the, the idea that I'm not just out of college, I'm an established, you know, professional man. When you're setting up your bedroom, this was a big conversation that we had in the bedroom you and Caroline had about matching furniture. If you're going to have two nightstands and the matching matching, and because that 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 episode was was done from a, a point of view where a, a man and a woman presumably or at least two people whatever the situation is two people of two with two personalities had to share a space now mm-hmm. a guy going into his own room by himself is it okay to do matching furniture what are the considerations if i have to go outfit an entire bedroom set a dresser nightstands a bed frame you know is it okay if i just want to use oh, dark course. woods like what yeah. are, what are what are what are some things i should stay away from what's trendy now what's not cool what is what is my dad's 1970 velvet eagle that i should stay away from what where are the parameters on what's trendy and what's not i mean i'm not a big believer in trends at all in any of my design work because first of all i'm all for an eclectic look something that looks like it's been layered over time and you know i I want my clients and my sets to read authentic if you feel differently and you want to go to a store and buy a suite of furniture i just would leave some pieces out 
I would not get the mirror over the dresser. Mm -hmm. I would maybe get a different dresser if that store has the same tone of wood okay so, so so the same feel but maybe not the same color you like different pieces kind of put together does that still hold true if you're decorating for a single man or is that a, is, oh, it a sure. is it a different aesthetic i don't think it's a different aesthetic it's you know where do we sit patience and tolerance wise is that a level of design aesthetic that someone wants to do on their own the thing that's interesting to me is, uh, for instance, uh, yesterday a friend of mine asked me to look at a, a bed that she wanted to purchase, and I saw it, and then I kind of tapped into my usual sources, and I saw the same feel, like a mid-century modern vibe, in pretty much every other store that I would normally scroll through online. So I think what's more important right now is actually knowing the style that you like. I like something more traditional or I'm really into mid-century modern or I want a soft headboard and not a hard wood bed. When you make those kinds of decisions for yourself, I think the rest of it falls into place. If you don't know the style that you like, because maybe you weren't involved in those decisions or you've just never really thought about it, do you suggest someone go into a store or a couple of different stores or should they start online given the amount of information that's online? Can you get a real feel for what you like or don't like if you're just starting out online or does it something that you need to touch and be tactile with? 100% after COVID, I think anybody can really do a deep search. And there are so many ways to help yourself. You know, how you can try eyeglasses on online. Uh, there are sites and room app design apps and ways to literally see the furniture the way you could see an outfit on you or eyeglass frames on your face. You know, if you want to put that time into it, there are so many resources. In a similar way, every vendor I know that's open is practicing social distancing. You can make appointments at places and you can sit and try it on for size. I tend to put my client or my character into a certain vendor. I, I plug them in. The way that I've always used some descriptions for my staff or, you know, in collaborating on the look of a set, that's vendor A. So that character on this episode, that's falling there with a little splash of vendor C, you know, and then the, for the next setup we're doing, oh, she's a vendor E. And this way we kind of pull together the basics. And for your home, you can do the same thing. It's very easy to look at a couple of pages of a website and figure, oh, wow, I'm really drawn to this, or right. this is definitely not for me. One tip is that a lot of the cheaper vendors, you know, really lower end prices. These are the particle board kind of furniture yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. That level of furnishing does not come with it longevity. Now, you know, that may be a choice that you're forced to make financially right now. Right. I need something to get me out, to get me in my own place, 
I need to function. You know, when I save some more money and get back on my feet, uh, I'm going to go to the next level. I actually recommend a combo of those levels to start with. And, you know, working within a budget is always critical. That's your most important issue right now. So when I was looking for these beds for my friend, I kept that in mind, you know, so I know I'm not going to the, to the most expensive vendors. That's something that I really think you need to focus on and make a decision, whether you're giving a directive to a decorator or to a friend who's going to help you out. Even to yourself, you have to keep reiterating, I, I just don't have the money to spend on this right now, but I can come back to this in a year or two. It goes with the idea that you said before, which I think was so important for people to hear. You don't have to all do it at once. So the idea of starting out in with certain pieces at a level or not starting out with those pieces at all, I can use myself as an example. When I first came into my own space, uh, this is a couple of years ago now, I had very cheap kind of particle board furniture almost everywhere because it's what I had or what I could afford to start with. And I've been slowly kind of replacing pieces as it goes. And doesn't that feel good? One, it feels like I'm accomplishing something. It definitely feels like I'm improving my life with every one of those purchases. And they all mean something because I'm getting rid of this old thing. And now I'm replacing it with something new. And I've worked for that. I've mm -hmm. waited for it. I've yep. earned it. But also, it's also helped me really figure out what I actually need. Lighting has been a big part of this. I have moved the lighting around floor lamps, desk lamps so many times in my apartment because I feel like my needs and what, you know, what time of the day and what the dead areas are. Talk, talk to us a little bit about lighting and, and, and what considerations that we should have as far as lamp styles go and shades, like, again, balancing the masculine uh, versus utility uh, function over style. What are some things that we should be taking into account with that? Well, first, just lighting in general, because I think that we tend, as any single person in these kinds of situations that we're living in, I, I think we it's, it's kind of almost another self-care move. It's really important to be working with proper lighting in order to save your eyes, save your mood, and just the way in which we're all staring into screens constantly. And I don't think lighting is given enough value. You know, everyone's just so easily serviced, they think, by just flipping the switch on the wall. And then there goes all those fluorescents beaming down onto your head for, you know, the entire day when you're working and looking into your screen. Some directed lighting a small lamp on your desk that has an adjustable head that you can move it so you can zoom, so you can see, so things aren't vibrating. And, you know, how many, how many podcasts can I talk about how I hate fluorescent lighting? But here we go again. They need to hear it, Beth. Preach it, girl. Preach it, because they need to hear it. Make your lives better and look for the old-fashioned incandescent bulbs. Look for the best possible way to not turn on fluorescent lighting. Every office I've ever been in, every friend's apartment, every house, you know, people build these gorgeous houses and mansions and, 
you know, then you're in their, their house and all of a sudden everything has this green cast, this vibrating, horrible fluorescent lights. They're not made for human consumption as far as I'm concerned. If you can learn anything from me, it's that. I, I would say look for more smaller lights than anything. You know, if you're going to spend a certain amount of money on a big standing lamp, but you could get three tabletop lamps for that same money, I would go with the three. Well, one thing I've also found too, is if you're going to go with the, this, this was actually a piece a, a friend found and it kind of changed my life. It, it was a floor lamp, which have limitations on them, but it had a swivel head to it. Mm-hmm. So you could actually adjust it a little bit. And so it didn't shine necessarily, it didn't have to shine directly up into the room. And mm-hmm. I, I have found it has the scope of a floor lamp, the, the coverage of it, but it's got kind of the utility of a desk lamp, you know, because you can direct it in places. I understand exactly. I have one of those, but I will tell you that usually those come with metal shades. You should be careful because when lamps with metal shades are on for long periods of time, they get incredibly hot. Uh, Almost dangerously hot. Any way in which you can add the actual practical lamp, the, the actual lighting. As always, I say, in places that you don't expect it, in the bookcase that's behind you, inside a drop leaf desk and on top of the drop leaf desk. Any way you can get to a plug and plug something in, do it because all those little lamps and different shades, they create a level of hominess where Michael, in all seriousness, you don't feel so alone. You know, it's, it's like you have some warmth to your space and it's kind of an embracing warmth. It really changes how you feel and what you're focusing on. And I know a lot of people who live in small apartments with very minimal furniture, with hardly any wall decor, but they've got some great lighting. It takes you from day to night. It just fills the space. It literally fills the space. Especially in these times, it's so important to do whatever you can to feel warmth around you and to not Mm -hmm. feel alone. And and especially as we go to spring, this is something, again, and and we're repeating things that we've mentioned in many of our episodes because maybe the people listening to this haven't listened to all of the other episodes because it's not necessarily their jam or their demo. But the the idea of bringing like nature indoors is so important. What, What are, especially as we enter spring, and this is not our spring episode, that will be coming in a couple of weeks. But what are some things as we enter this kind of refreshed air uh, tips? What are what are some ways guys can can help bring outside in, whether it's either just a window being open or scents or things that they could do? There are some ideas in terms of plants that let's forego flowers, but in terms of plants that and and some things that are so back right now in terms of branches and no maintenance, not even low maintenance, just no maintenance. I mean, literally, you know, a cactus, just things that don't need anybody to have a green thumb for. Right. Or even artificial. Yeah. Low, low, low upkeep is key. I think for, for so many guys that I know, myself included, I can't keep plants alive, but I have several artificial plants around my house. They make me feel better. They're yeah. colorful and I don't have to worry about them dying, you know, because <laughs> I'm not going to fucking worry or I'm, I'm going to forget. <laughs> like It's, it's going to happen. I don't know if you know what this is or if our listeners can 
relate, but what's sold now, even at like corner markets in Manhattan, many places have these are a huge green leaf that's called an elephant ear. Oh, yes. I've heard of them. Yes. You just literally take one of them because they're so big, one elephant ear and put it in a vase with water. I mean, it just reeks of freshness in a way. And it's so deeply rich and beautifully green. And I just look at it and it makes me so happy. It's so cost effective. It could just literally go in a glass tube. You know, it's, it's only as needs only as thick as the base of the leaf, which is hardly anything, you know, for people who are so inclined, there are ways to do something so simple that brings something alive into your place. And those are the kind of things that, you know, they last for two or three weeks. It's it's not right. a huge investment. It's not a maintenance and not complicated. thing. Yeah. Not complicated. And I don't think we can underestimate, especially as the frost goes away. I, I'm thinking I'm really speaking to people in New York because you and I are both in New York and there are a lot of apartment dwellers in, in the city you can't underestimate as spring rolls in and that kind of new fresh air comes in, open the windows in your apartment, you know, pull back the curtains that yeah. you've hopefully put up over your, you know, basic shades that come with the place, right. pull them back, open them up and just let fresh air run through the apartment. I think, I, I, I hope you agree, but I think you're going to find it rejuvenates you in a way that it, you, you couldn't possibly appreciate until you do it. It's so worth the dust that comes in, but it's, it, it, it changes the entire environment. You know, my, my windows don't even open very far because of safety. I mean, just, you know, a couple of inches. It's amazing. It's amazing to get the stuffiness out of everything. You know, all, all of us apartment dwellers, we realized during this time that these apartments are not made for 24-hour-a-day no. dwelling. No. No. They don't have the kitchens for it. They don't have the elevator capacity for it because there are so many more people at home and going out for one or two things. After a year of it, and for many people saying, you know, my big trip is to the grocery store, my big jaunt is, you know, for a walk to the park, I think you have to give yourself something in your interior that when you come home, you feel at least settled with something that just feels right. I, I think things have become so much simpler, you know, like how good you can feel about having some fresh fruit and vegetables on your counter. And, you know, like I, I said that one elephant leaf and your bed made. Yeah. Oh my Lord. Making your bed is so important. It was not something I started to do really until the pandemic. And it's become a ritual for me mm -hmm. because then at nighttime, when I have to return to the bedroom after my long commute from the living room, <laughs> having my bed made has made me like psychologically happy. Like I have walked in and smiled because I remembered to make my bed. See, such a simple thing, but ritual, I think when you're living on your own is incredibly important and, you know, small, little upkeep things like you're saying you know having a clean tub or taking the garbage out right. just things that motivate you and again I, I am seriously a big fan for keeping bachelor pads man caves 
simple, simple things that bring you comfort and bring you happiness. And I don't think it's really about designing for someone else. You know, it's, it's almost like when you're in college, it's, you know, all for you. Everything you do is for yourself. I think that when you're living on your own and you're in your bachelor pad, in a lot of ways, it should be focused on you for the time being. I think as long as it's clean, it's a clean environment and homey, whoever you might know and whoever might end up coming to your place. Again, we're talking about character. You want to show someone, whether it's in a coffee table book or Will's uh, wine rack with bowling pins, whatever it is, who are you? What's your character? So taking the simplicity and the plainness and the buying a suite of furniture out of your place, not doing the usual thing where you're slamming all the pieces of furniture up against the wall and not thinking about the floor plan. These are things that can distinguish your place. That's what you've got to think about. You know, who am I? Who am I here? I want to put my stamp on it. And the idea of who am I? Why am I here? What do I want to do with this space? From the point of view of making yourself feel okay and making yourself feel like you can get through the day, especially if you're working and living at home, the mental health aspect of having a space that is comfortable and doesn't feel like a prison that that's the problem. Right. And that's the problem after living a, a year at home is making sure you have a space that doesn't feel like you are stuck there as much as a place that you want to be there. Right. And I also think, you know, a lot of people are probably facing having to present in a certain way their, Work life. Right. Well, actually, that, that actually takes us to uh, our listener question, which this week's listener question was submitted by me, producer Mike. So my journey has been that I, for a few years now, have lived on my own. And then a year ago, I had to start working from home every day. And recently, because my I am now permanent at home, my office, you know, my job has decided to go permanently officeless. So I'm going to be here now. I've listened to the Zoom episode with you and Caroline. I've listened to the episode about going from temp to permanent. But I'm curious, though, if there are considerations that a single person or a single guy should be thinking about making their Zoom area, their work area stand out as a reflection of themselves, are, are the rules different at all? Are there different considerations I should have for myself in presenting my Zoom or work area? I don't think there are different considerations. I just think that perhaps a lot of guys who are working from home, you know, maybe they work in an environment, even though it's at home, that the expectation is it's more traditional than the way they might want to live. I don't think there's anything wrong with divvying up the space if possible right now. So maybe you have a more traditional desk and a desk chair and that view, you know, as you take your cell phone and shoot the view that you would be seen in, maybe that needs to be an enclosed or a space or a corner that portrays you like your top half, your suit and tie person. <laughs> Maybe the rest of your place is, you know, more of a, a loft feel or a more casual apartment and things like that. I, I think there's something to be said now with getting rid of the folding table and chair 
and committing to whatever your workspace is going to be. No matter how many designers talk about it, I still see, you know, very jumbled Zoom backgrounds, um, even from celebrities and people who are on TV every day or on Zoom meetings. The most interesting thing that I've found lately is how people sit and how they elevate or don't elevate their computer screen. You're either sometimes looking at someone who's looking so, so, so far down that almost you just see their forehead in their Zoom, (laughs) or they're looking so, so, so far up because they've elevated their computer, you know, like on a on a hospital tray table. Right, almost like a child looking up at its parents. Exactly. Yeah. So they look, you know, small and insignificant. We we went through lighting for Zoom, but you've got to find the appropriate level where your head doesn't look humongous in the screen or it doesn't look like a miniature. And enough of you is showing versus enough of your background and what that background is putting in effort now because you know we all like cobbled together everything we could to start our zooms you know i I still am in a completely uncomfortable little backed in a corner place i have to do it for myself doctor heal thyself (laughs) but uh i do think that's the next way to think about your space and yourself and your comfort because it's just gonna go on like this you know for A while, and certainly all these companies who are saying we're like this forever now. Well, it's just so much cheaper. I mean, I mean, there's there there are big business reasons to not maybe paying the lease rents for office space in Manhattan if you're everyone can do their job as easily from home. Even as we come out of this and people begin to get vaccinated, there is going to be some permanent changes from the last year that are that are going to stick around, if, if not forever, but for a while. I, I think it's important that people really hear, and especially single guys who maybe don't ever think about those details, set up your Zoom background, set up your space so that if you're going to be talking to clients or you're going to be talking to your boss or your coworkers, that maybe you don't want to invite them in, especially if you're in a, in a, in a one room or two room apartment, that you don't want to invite them into your living room space. You don't want them to see your TV or your PlayStation system or, you know, whatever, you know, so set it up so that you have a background that reflects something a little more professional. And psychologically, it also helps delineate. So it maybe doesn't feel like I work, eat, sleep, yes. and it all on this in the same exact area. And then you might need an area that you delineate for all your online dating. Yeah, sure. That's where the virility statues come in. That's <laughs> and the bouquets of flowers. Yeah, and, and you know, I have a heart shaped tub just for that purpose. <laughs> recording from the tub huh yeah yeah all of my <laughs> online dating is done from a heart-shaped tub with rose petals in it and people you think we're joking but you know it could be true for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right i i online date from mount airy lodge in the 1980s that's what I, that's where i online date from. <laughs> beth this has been super helpful I, I to me i mean to me personally it's been super helpful but i think there's a lot of people out there that could use this advice Let, let's quickly recap because i think you already hit on it but just for takeaways Okay. Takeaways. Let's think about some prime pieces that are important. Obviously, electronics, 
which are incredibly low priced at the moment. It's shocking to me what kind of size TV you can get for so little. And then your your comfort items, your mattress, your bed, chairs in the in the living room, your desk, office chair if you're working from home, and your sofa. So those are the places to seek out the vendor that works within your price range. The next thing to do is to realize that you don't have to get this all done in one fell swoop. Don't be taken in by a salesperson at a store. Don't tell anybody you're a bachelor. You know, just go and pick what you're drawn to. You know, maybe you go back a second time or certainly you go to two or three vendors. Right. I really can't. I think that is such a good rule. The stop yourself from buying everything at the same store at the same time. Yeah, you're going to have buyer's remorse. Definitely. When the pretty girl doesn't come home with you from the showroom, (laughs) it's not going to feel the same. It's not going to be good. Definitely think, you know, measurements. Go to the store with some specific wall sizes and room measurements. Usually if you're renting an apartment, you can get a floor plan from the management company with that information already drawn up for you. Think lighting, think multiple practical lamps and turn them on. You know, once you buy them, seriously, once you buy them and you've got my favorite light bulb in them, turn them on every night, turn them on, turn them on when it's sunset, just allow yourself to feel that warmth in your place start to think about opening the windows. If you get into a routine of how you come home, and we all have our routine now, right? We come home, we decontaminate, we wash our hands, we put our jackets in a certain place, whether it's in the closet or on the back of a chair, whatever we're doing, we're doing it now because it's our routine. You've got to figure out a way to add your living on your own, in a place that you can enjoy all for yourself, you got to figure the routine out of it. Pay attention to it. Try to keep it clean because as empty as it may be, you'll feel better if it's clean. Yeah, And the ritual of it, the ritual of the cleaning, the ritual of the making the bed, all of those things, I think, psychologically may sound like a chore, but psychologically, I think you'll be happier if you get into those rituals. If you get into those rituals, it's not going to feel like one day blending into the next. That's true. You've got to break it up now. Try to take pride in your environment. Look for things that describe who you are and what your character is. You know, as things open up more and there'll be yard sales and time to walk into stores, it's going to feel better. And you don't have to do everything immediately. The first month that you live somewhere, you don't have to accomplish it all. You just can't let your comfort go away for a long period. So if you need a new mattress and you can afford it, get it. Give yourself the key pieces and then build on it. It's a great place to leave it. I think the idea of taking this time to really understand who you are, build on that and really examine and get that sense of who you are and what, what's going to make you happy is it's, it's huge for your life, but it's also huge for the space that you're going to spend so much time in. I hope the bachelor pad episode is something that reaches guys. And um, as I said, you can always send me pictures of what you are living in and what you might be looking for on my Instagram at Beth Krishnick. And, and I'm going to be the set decorator by your side. We'll get you through this. 
Oh my God. Beth has already consulted on couches for me and that goes back a while ago. So I was, I was in desperate need of the help. So uh, yeah, definitely a reach out to, to Beth at Beth Kushnick on Instagram. You can reach out to pod clubhouse at podclubhouse.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And, uh, if you don't mind, don't forget to rate review and subscribe to decorating the set from Hollywood to your home at Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you could leave a five-star review, that would help a lot in the promotion of the show and make it visible for others to see it and get great tips from Beth and Caroline every single week. Thank you guys for listening so much. Decorating the set from Hollywood to your home is an original Pod Clubhouse production. Recorded, edited, and produced at Pod Clubhouse Studios. For more information, please visit us online at podclubhouse.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Decorating the Set at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.